Team Teal makes it interesting late, but falls in the shootout. The Sharks are headed home after a five-game road trip that saw three out of a possible ten points. We'll break this one down and a lot more coming up right now. You are about to enjoy Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is January 16th, 2024. The San Jose Sharks lose to the Chicago Blackhawks without Connor Bedard, 2-1 to in the shootout. And welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post-game show, so if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans all over the world and in Sharks territory on the YouTube page or the app right now. Of course, follow us on the social Twitter Instagram, you name it, all of those lovely social media garbages, as Lenny would say. Find everything at tealtownusa.com. And, of course, if you want to support the pod, you can do so via Venmo at tealtownusa or hit us up in the Super Chat with a comment on tonight's game or more. And with that, uh, good evening, Mark Eisenberg. Um, so the Celebrini uh, Bowl as you put it on on social um was it <laughs> was it as alec vincent just put in the chat i think it this was the worst hockey game i've ever seen lol yeah i think this was a little bit of like torture uh for hockey fans uh, right to watch it but like <laughs> and in almost in a weird way an enjoyable torture it was yeah i mean these teams just brutal brutal hockey all around yeah not not the greatest in the world um you know wow i and okay taco we get you're on team tank the greenland injury might have saved us uh yeah i mean you could look at it in a couple of ways it could have been where the guys would have gotten a goal or it could have been where uh thank goodness granley got hurt because that could have he could have set up the game winning goal you know uh <laughs> this or that Mikey J Ferraro with teeth or sharks with wins mm. Ferraro with teeth <laughs> oh boy I, I know he idolized Bernsey when he was here but my goodness yeah uh, so <laughs> this this was a choice night to uh, say the least uh, you know uh, sharks getting shut out on Monday by Buffalo uh, Chicago had been off since Saturday, uh, losing to the, uh, to the Dallas stars three to one and, and have scored like one goal in each of their last three games coming into this one. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's, it's just has the recipe of being bad and, and they feel bad. Let's uh, to steal Ian's tagline. Yeah. I mean, we it's were just jerks. praying. My bad. We were just praying for a goal tonight, right? Like with <laughs> <laughs> after last game and with how they were playing through, you know, some of this game, it was like, when is that next goal going to come? I mean, we're hitting posts. We're doing pretty much everything but scoring. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, there, there was just bad luck all around. I mean, Chicago would get a power play early on. And then Ferraro has a tough time clearing the puck. And then in the puck goes off of him. And, you know, Gutman gets the... Or was it Gutman? I'm trying to 
put the pull up my my stat sheet here. Thanks NHL.com. You're you're a beaut. I do think he was rewarded with the goal. Yes. Yeah, Gutman was rewarded with the goal uh, to make it one nothing, and and that would be the lone goal uh, until about you know five minutes into the third period, where Ryan Carpenter would end his ten game schneid, gaining his second of the season. Uh, but all in all, let, let's talk goaltending f- here, uh, Mark. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood doing Mackenzie Blackwood things. I mean, uh, looked pretty solid despite the loss. Yeah, I think he had a decent game. Um, I mean, he stopped the shots that were thrown his way, and the one that went in, I'm not going to blame him on. It kind of trickled in, uh, not really his fault. So, yeah, good game from Blackwood. Yeah. Uh, he was good in the shootout, too. So no complaints there. Yeah, uh, looking looking really sharp. Uh, it just it wasn't until the shootout when we got into what round eight of it when uh, you know Kachuk. I almost feel like I'm I'm saying Kachuk wrong. Kachuk. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, you would come in with speed to score the only goal in the in an eight round shootout. Or no, I take that back. I take that back. My apologies because Kevin LeBanc and Ryan Pitt like got goals. Uh, in the uh, regulation innings of the shootout. My apologies on that. Round nine. My bad. Thank you, Ian. Appreciate you. Uh, you know, it's just a tough part all around here. It, it, but they wanted some physicality, Mark, and, and that second period provided it. Yeah, we got some fights, um, one of which was fairly old school type of fight you know they actually let it go for quite some time yeah. I, I didn't catch the time on it but it felt like forever um until the boys finally tired themselves out um which i appreciate i always enjoy that when i'm seeing two guys fighting and then they kind of just look at each other like all right we're done we're done that's it <laughs> yes you had the hit by uh burrows on reichel which had got come up why uh and Drop the gloves, you know. I, I tell me I'm wrong, Mark, but I swear there was something called an instigator penalty that that's supposed to happen when you're intentionally starting a fight. I swear the refs are scared to call it when it's after a big hit like that. <laughs> um, which I want to just be on the record as saying I entirely blame Reichel for that hit. I think there's not enough accountability on these players who just turn themselves in the last second and expose them. Like, you see the defensive coming at you. He was fully aware of it. And then he right. turns last second, exposes his numbers to the guy, and then he puts himself in the boards almost head first. It's like, I mean, you're taught this as a kid. What are you doing there? Yeah. No. The the turnaround definitely were, was going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, you know, the, the onus will probably they'll say on Burroughs to let up because, you know, you, you remember you had the stop sign between the, your numbers way back when on the back of your jersey. Um, but nonetheless, a, a strong tilt there. But then, of course, we get Sabarin and Tenorti, uh bringing back days of his dad playing for the North Stars way back when. Uh, and, yeah, that was a pretty solid tilt. And, and Sabarin got some nice punches early on. Uh, yeah, I like seeing that from him. Uh, I hasn't been up for long but i definitely want to see those kind of things from him if you know if he's challenged and if there's a moment there to rally the boys why not you know it was a good old school fight and in a game like this that's like adds the entertainment value yes uh speaking of entertainment value uncle damphy coming in 
with his comment. I watched Montreal versus New York PWHL game today. I think either one of those teams could shut us out. <laughs> I I will say for the record, if if we were to go against one of those PWHL teams, that we can at least sign Luke Cunning's wife, Sophia, to be on the team. I'm just going to throw that out there and, and have a little bit of Kendall Coyne Schofield at least on the second line on this team. I mean, you have First some power speed. play unit. Heck yeah, absolutely. Uh, but overall, I mean, this wasn't a bad game. They played a strong defensively sound game. I didn't think that they were on it. The only thing, the only big thing about it is their damn power play, which seems like we've been saying that for 33 years now, or 32 years now. Um, just... I mean, there's it seems like there's no cohesion, chemistry, give a damn. I, I mean, yeah, I want to say it's the lack of, uh, you know, an elite uh, offensive defenseman. But at the same time, you know, we've had elite offensive defensemen and complained about power plays at times. So, you know, I, it, maybe it's not that. I don't know. It's just a shark's curse there. But, um, yeah, it. I mean, they look lost. They just don't generate good chances sometimes they'll kind of look deceiving like a power play unit like they'll pass it around a bunch they'll actually maintain possession but get no good shots out of it and it's just yeah it's a disaster and afraid to shoot is it me or afraid to shoot you know yeah and i think they asked i think it was the post game was it last game that you asked hurdle about that taking more shots which I uh, personally had a small bet on Hurdle to get the over on shots for that game, and he missed it by <laughs> one. So I was like, yeah, shoot more. But, I mean, you watch them sometimes, and they are very passive. I mean, some of that could be that we don't really have, yeah. you know, shoot-first mentality players on the team for the most part. I mean, you have a guy like Hoffman maybe, but not a ton of others. So, I mean, Zetterlin today, though, he was firing shots from everywhere. What did he end up with, like eight or nine shots on goal? Uh, you... Are you got a vamp for me for a sec while I pull yep, that eight up? Eight shots. It's, eight shots. I saw it was I think around six at the end of the second period. And I just and I noticed it early in the game. I thought Zetterland was having yeah. a pretty good, pretty good active game. So eight shots on goal from him. That's that's pretty good. Maybe he got the message. Uh, it's like the like Timo Meyer would always keep throwing pucks on net, and you know you just never know. Uh, just be crazy, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, overall, the, uh, a strong game. Offensively speaking, it was a struggle as usual. Uh, you know, always nice to see the secondary scoring happen. But when the primary scoring players aren't doing too much, it's a problem. I mean, Zetterlin, like you said, eight shots on goal. Uh, but you know, Hurdle has been struggling. We've we've talked ad nauseum about. Poor William Eklund, who's on a 15-game schneid, or I think he's now 16-game schneid going into this one now. You know, as the Sharks have lost 15 of 16, or if you want to be technical, 114-1 in their last 16 games. Um, you know, the, what does Eklund have to do to score a goal? That's that's the question I have. <laughs> like, he looked at that wide-open opportunity he had today, and... Vlasic gets his stick in there, deflects up off the crossbar, and it's like, what does this guy have to do to score? I, I'm lost at this point with him. Yeah, it's it's a struggle, and it's just you just hope his his 
his confidence or his swagger isn't completely down because you just never know uh, how this how this team can be struggling, you know. So we are getting comments in from the dressing room, so let's go to that. We'll go with Kyle Burroughs first. Morazic was obviously good tonight. Obviously, we'll take the one point. We'll try to build on this tonight, and we took a good step. Uh, yeah, Morazic can... was good. I mean, they did pepper him with shots. What the the final total was thirty eight shots on goal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for the Sharks, that's actually a pretty big number this year. You're not wrong, and and I'm glad you mentioned that because at least. Th- they're getting chances. They're shooting a little bit more, but still, it still felt like they were a little iffy about shooting it. Was it dangerous? Yeah, the, the thing that's the thing. Like I, yes, on numbers wise, Mrazek had a good game, but I want to know how many of those actually were considered like grade A chances. There were a bunch of like little small ones that were taps in front that, like, yeah, if the goalie's got his pad down, he's going to stop. That make it look kind of like it was a dangerous chance, but yeah. for the most part. I think a lot of that was also the Blackhawks product on the ice. I mean, they are sort of a mirror reflection of the Sharps <laughs> in the sense that they uh, do not have a very um, enjoyable team on the ice. Let's put it that way, especially without Bedard there. So, yeah. I can only imagine how quickly ticket prices drop in Chicago for this game <laughs> once that happened. But Bernard's already skating again, which is crazy to think. So who knows how long he'll be out. He's supposedly six to eight weeks out, but who knows as uh, we get deeper into the season. Uh, Burroughs continuing on. I don't think we're squeezing sticks tighter. Maybe we're a little too amped up. Could have could have used that yesterday in Buffalo. Uh you know, I think Hetty was speaking hard on that. Uh, anytime you have a hit like that, you interject some energy and you need that to spark the team. And it's something everyone can get behind. Uh, he continues on. I'd be lying to s- say the losing hasn't been weighing on us. It's tough. The young guys have been staying positive. They're pros and doing a good job. So, I, I mean, kudos to the kids. Uh, but the kids need to produce too, uh, whether they're in with the Sharks or with the Cuda, um, you know, and it's just been a rough one all around for this squad. I did like Thrun. Um, I thought he had a good game. Um, and I think game to game, I'm just watching the small things he's doing and I'm definitely liking him this time around, um, with the Sharks. I think he's been one of our better defensemen. Obviously that's not a, you know, very braggable thing considering the D corpse, but you look at him and I think he's been one of our better defensemen over the last, I don't know, maybe handful to 10 games that he's played in. So I've liked, I've liked his performances. So as, as far as the young guys go, I think that's a positive, um, Eklund for sure. You know, I think he's just snake bitten at this point. You know, he, he makes his nice plays. He's still puck handling pretty well, but he's lacking that finish. And I think that's also kind of impacting the decisions he's making on the ice. Which is tough. <laughs> yeah. But these are the motions they go through, right? I mean, right. Many of these guys, you know, not everyone is going to be a Bedard who just looks, you know, amazing game in and game out. Right. Or be a teachable moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you hope. So, right. Uh, 
So uh, let's see. Going from Ryan Carpenter, we were happy with our chances in the second. Blackwood made big saves, and Sabern's fight gave us a boost. That's how it goes sometimes. Uh, and kudos to you, Carpy. You you got a goal in there too, to uh, tie this game up to get the Sharks a point in the standings. Uh, to finish this roadie at one three and one. And not against the best opponents either in the world. So yeah, you look at the, the the competition going in, and you thought these are what I think four of the five teams were in the bottom ten in the league. Um, so that's not. I mean, for the tanking goals, it's great. But for a team, you look at it, you were hoping to come away with a couple more points there. Right. Uh, I mean, you look at Toronto. That was probably an L before they even yeah. got on the plane. Uh, but yeah, you, you got your win against Montreal. You were so close to at least getting one point in Ottawa, uh, if you want to take that fact. But they didn't show up in Buffalo, and, and I'll say it again. I know we were on the air when it happened, but kudos to uh, Brett Hedekin, you know, kind of going off and telling it like it is. I really like that there. Um, so uh, some more comments from the locker room. As a deaf guy, I don't score a ton, and it was a goal that got us back in the game, and it was nice. And kudos to Justin Bailey on that assist behind the net. Yep, another uh, point for him. He's had a decent run here with the club. You know, the call-up, when it happened, I think – I questioned it. I think a few other people questioned it. And it was more like, why aren't we calling up some of the other guys? But I mean, he doesn't look out of place. I mean, he's not getting crazy minutes or anything like that, but his speed is noticeable at times. And I think he's put up a few points. So I've liked what I've seen from him in this, you know, very low of the depth um, role that he's playing. Yeah. Some physicality too. Doesn't hurt a little bit. Yeah. Though I do worry, especially on that Tarasenko play to, to win it for Ottawa, is like you get pushed off the puck a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, from Eklund, I haven't been able to score. I'm just trying to find a way to create chances. Yeah. I I think if there's anybody we were rooting for in the shootout, um, you know, uh, you would hope him for a goal from Eklund to kind of get him going a little bit, but unfortunately just wasn't coming to fruition. So, Yeah, I always wonder mentally if that'll get a player off their kind of, you know, schneid. Because um, in, in some sense, it's still kind of almost like a practice type thing that would happen. You know, you're just going in and you alone on the goalie in a shootout. It doesn't count towards your stat column technically. Um, but... At this point, I think we'll take anything that can maybe give him a mental boost. Please. Yeah. <laughs> anything would be nice. Any any positive outlook for for this team. Heck, this organization. Uh, as the Sharks lose 2-1 to one in the shootout over Chicago. Dare I say it, and my apologies to Ian. Uh, let's talk about the Barracuda. Barracuda. There we go. Uh, yeah, uh, as you were saying, they didn't fare too well uh, tonight in Charlotte against the Checkers. Yeah, a couple goals early, and then uh, what's his name? Uh, McEnany probably had his shortest start. 
<laughs> in his career? Two, two minutes, minutes and 15 seconds? Yeah, two minutes and 15 seconds. The checkers were up to nothing in that one on four shots, which seems, you know, a lot for just two minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. I think actually it was just a week ago that me and you talked about the goaltending in this organization. Um, and, you know, Corona comes in and fares a bit better. But <laughs> two minutes in two two goals against and then you're yanked. It's just not a good thing. No, not a good look. Although, let's give some kudos where it happens. They were down 2 nothing. They were down, uh, what, 3-1 four two and they persevered to to get this thing even oscar lindblom with a pair of goals in this one tristan robbins gets his first goal of the season thank god i was really happy to see that exactly because he had a good year last year and coming back from injury he's just he's also been on a schneid i think it was his 11th game or um 10th game back uh so it's good to see him get a goal and hopefully he can start rolling now because he's one of those guys that I was hoping towards the end of the year would maybe get some time with the Sharks if he was healthy. And, and one of the guys that's been kind of filling in for Robinson's success from last season that's happening this year, Ethan Cardwell. He got his 11th uh, to uh, get, keep things going in the second period. Uh, Kevin, I know you were watching and you're providing some nice analysis here. The defense let the checkers walk straight to the net four times in the first two minutes of the game. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, and unfortunately, they would lose in overtime. 5-4, the final. And, and you know, kudos to the to the Barracuda for scoring four goals on 19 shots and getting a point out of it. Good to see LaRocque in the lineup, too. Uh, LaRocque, LaRocque. Um, he's had a rough couple years and he at one point was one of our more promising defensive prospects so um i didn't get a chance to see how he did today but it was good to see him in the lineup yes it, it has been you know uh, one of the guys that we were hoping for uh to to make that jump and it hasn't really worked out that way so it's nice to see that he's uh making some progress with the uh, cuda so uh, Kuda lose that one 5-4 in overtime. They pick up a point. They are still winless in overtime this season. Of course they are. Because, because you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, it, it is, we expected losing. We expected a frustra you know, frustrating year. I don't think any of us expected it to be this bad i think i at least hoped the barracuda would be a bit better but for some reason i just never feel surprised that they're not i feel like <laughs> the the last time i remember that eh, actually they've been good a couple years in san jose um where they at least made the playoffs but right. um yeah I, back when they were in worcester and i was still living in massachusetts i actually went to um one of their playoff games at the time it was actually goldobin's first um oh wow stint um, in the U.S. after coming over, or not in the U.S., um, with the AHL before he made the jump. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember them being decent then, but I just, yeah, I don't know. I just always have this thing in my head that the Barracuda are not going to be good. No matter how many veterans they bring in some years or which guys make the jump from juniors, it's just there's this cloud over the Barracuda. They're never going to be like that top team in the AHL. <sighs> 
Yeah, and and I thought last year with all the developing talent that they had and and such, it was going to be a world of difference, and it just has has not materialized whatsoever uh, for it. And especially this year, it's I think Ian, I I, want, I had to save your comment in the chat here for it. Uh, where did it go? Uh, with Ian, I can't wait to see which ECHL player they signed to keep Gushin with the CUDA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, mm. Greer likes his hardworking journeyman, so that's that's a bit of a trend, yeah. I mean, and Ian saying it there, injuries have ravaged both teams. I mean, the the Sharks have been, you know with the most man games lost. And I know Anaheim's like, Oh, well, you know, we lost Zegers and they're like, Oh, okay. That's great. Apparently Zegers is on his way here anyways, which is, makes no sense, but whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, just looking at the players on the Barracuda, I would expect them to be better, but I guess something just doesn't work. I don't know if it's a coaching issue. I don't, I don't really know. I, I'll leave that to Ian and, Kevin, just because they watch them game in and game out, but I, I'm always kind of confused as to how they struggle so much. I mean, there's NHL players in their lineup. They might not be good NHL players, but they're guys who had NHL stints that were longer than like five or ten games. And then there's other guys who are first and second round picks, or at least what we would consider some of our franchise's top prospects. Like I just, I just expect better. And it doesn't matter if like run is down or it doesn't matter if this guy is down or that guy's down it's just like they they i don't know they can't string together it seems like a really successful period yeah it just gets like a whole frustration and and such on it so and, and ian you you're beating me to the punch here uh we are going to do a whole show about it tomorrow that's right uh there will be a teal tinted glasses tomorrow night following Checkers and Cuda. Be on the lookout for that. Ian, Kevin, and Jules, I think, is is that the lineup we're going with? The, confirm with me, uh, Mr. Reed. Uh, and I will have your graphics up later this evening for you on your Google Drive. Uh, but, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. So if you haven't already, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Thumbs up the video if, if, you're, if we appreciate it. Of course, hit that notification bell when we go on the air. Uh, that will be following Checkers and Barracuda as they will uh, talk about the last uh, few games and hand out some mid-season grades to the CUDA. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh, boy might be an understatement on, on that one. Uh, can't wait for that. Yes. Uh, so Ian, Jules, and Kevin on the show tomorrow night. So it'll be fun. Uh, yeah, Ian saying... Yeah, end of the game or when I get home from work, whichever comes later. <laughs> <laughs> Darn work gets in the way. I, trust me. How we, dare you? <laughs> I, we wish our jobs were in hockey. Let's let's be quite honest. You know. So, uh, anything you want to add on to uh, to the broadcast, good sir? Uh, anything that's caught your eye over the last week or so since we've had you on? Not really. I think the positive of this game is that at most, um, 
the show going to overtime at least i was looking at it at most the sharks could do is gain a point on the hawks instead we actually went down one point now more in the standings which um i think in reality we're looking at the standings this year and it's going to be a two-team race for the bottom i think the other teams um either have good enough lineups where they're going to have one hot stretch um that i think puts them out of reach or um they're just too far away from the sharks in terms of points like i know 10 points doesn't sound like a lot but when you're the sharks that is a lot of room to make up on a team so i really think it's going to come down to blackhawks and sharks for those one two spots um going into the lottery odds so you know not all is horrible after this result tonight um i mostly just i I was entertained during certain periods of that game uh second period on i thought the sharks were generating chances and you know at least playing respectable hockey um and i mean if you remember back to the oilers sharks game early in the season you know we're all it's sometimes enjoyable these games where a lot of people around the hockey world are paying attention and there were a lot of those Twitter accounts, again, paying attention tonight. So it kind of just it's fun to, you know, scroll through and watch the comments um, <laughs> for this Celebrini Bowl. Um, so I enjoyed it. I mean, again, you have to find the small things to enjoy in a season like this. All the small things. <laughs> yeah, I get you. All spirits singing, folks. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, make anybody go deaf. on there. But yeah, no, a, a good effort. Offense needs to be better, so... Uh, finishing specifically yeah. there's so many chances today they, sh- they should have had four or five goals today easy yeah but, but just not finishing those open opportunities i mean how many times was there a puck that just needed to be lifted a tiny bit or you know um maybe you know just targeting a different spot something but like the just the lack of finish right now is really evident when you see the sharks they're polish you know i i, I hate to make it sound like it's a it's uh a dusty piece of furniture but you know a little polish might might get the job done so but now they get some time off uh they'll be heading home tonight they'll get in really late uh hopefully i would have to have the sense that they're gonna have the day off uh, on wednesday as they get set to take on the anaheim ducks on saturday on i guess it's aloha shirt day and trust me i am super excited for that until the until the NFL decided, let's put the Niners on at 5 p.m. Pacific, two hours before the Sharks and Ducks play. So, uh, and it's supposed to be raining. So be careful when driving out uh, to whichever sporting event you're headed to uh, on Saturday in the South Bay. Uh, but it should be a fun night uh, at the tank as the Sharks take on the Anaheim Ducks minus Zegris. We could measure up how close the uh, Sharks are to Anaheim. At the moment, there are seven points uh, uh, Anaheim is uh, ahead of the Sharks in the standings. Uh, as for everybody else, Ottawa's at 30, Chicago at 28. As you said, that they stretched out the lead a little bit. It's a four-point edge for the Sharks, uh, holding down the last place in uh, the league. Yeah. yeah, specifically Ottawa is the one I'm not terribly concerned about us catching at that point. I mean, they got a bunch of games on hand, but I also just think there's enough talented players in that lineup where they're going to get a hot streak of like five or six games where they win almost every game. And that's enough points where I think just the Sharks can't cover that gap. So um, the Ducks, I have my eyes on them, but they are seven points up, you know. So unless the Sharks have one of those runs where they're coming back from three goals down late in every game again, I, I just 
I don't see us catching them. <laughs> yes. And just yell in the chat saying, just 25 points out of a playoff spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just that bad, folks. That's double. <laughs> That's actually more than we've already put up the whole way of the season so far. So, what, we have 24 points to this point? Yeah. And then we're 25 out of the playoffs. It's great. <laughs> nice little encouragement there. I, I will say, and I re- will remember it, and it especially sticks out now when the Sharks were on that run where they shocked the Islanders and shocked Detroit. I know, and I know AJ and Drake are probably thinking, oh, he's making it sound like those back-to-backs against Chicago and Anaheim like a dozen years ago. Um, they were just seven points out of a playoff spot. There is that that thinking that, oh, okay, maybe things might be, maybe they won't be as bad. And then we've gone on to lose 15 of our last 16 games here. Uh, so... We shall see how it goes. So that is uh, Saturday is when we will reconvene for After Dark following Sharks and Ducks. Tomorrow night, following Charlotte Checkers in the San Jose Barracuda, it will be teal-tinted glasses with age... Um, wow, I'm out of it. Holy crap. I, I'm like the Sharks power play. I'm just not <laughs> shooting on all cylinders tonight. It is teal-tinted glasses following Charlotte Checkers in San Jose Barracuda with Ian... Jules and Kevin. There we go. Ah, I work too hard. I work too much. <laughs> God. Uh, so we'll bring a close to this episode uh, tonight. In case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Odyssey, you name it, you love it. Of course, if you're watching us on the YouTube channel, please hit that like button. Of course, hit that subscribe button. It really does help us out. And leave a comment below on what you thought of tonight's game. Could could you think it could have gone any better for the Sharks? Are you disappointed that 1-3-1? and one? Uh, What about the effort? You know, so uh, we really appreciate it. We hear your comments throughout tonight. Uh, in our comment section or in the YouTube chat. So, Mark, it's been fun. I, I think we both need to go to bed now. I think it's midnight out there for you, right? So, yep. He's rocking that that sweet black armor jersey there. Uh, your final thoughts on this evening? No, it's just great to chat with you again. Uh, I look forward to that AHL Roundup podcast tomorrow. Indeed. He's at Marky Mark SJS. I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter, X, Instagram, Blue Sky, you name it. It's me on PuckGuy14, of course. Uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow following Checkers and Cuda for Teal Tinted Glasses. Saturday for After Dark following Sharks and Ducks. And, of course, Pucknologist on Sunday following that. So plenty of programming for you all over the place. All kinds of flavors. We hope you enjoy what we bring to you. And until then, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Final score tonight. Sharks lose 2-1 to one in shootout over the Blackhawks. And the Cuda lose 5-4 in overtime to Charlotte. Until tomorrow night, thank you for watching.